Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Think back to the big game earlier this month, Chiefs and Eagles, and it's a great time to also think back on all the storylines in this past NFL season. Tightly contested playoff races went to the last game of the season, and record-breaking performances made each week must-see TV. The championship game has its own storylines built on a season of excitement and drama. The most intriguing storylines in every NFL season go beyond the box scores and stat lines from rookies breaking through to veterans like Tom Brady going for one more title as we focus our discussions as much on personalities as playbooks, and today's sports journalists tell compelling stories about the people under the headsets and helmets. St. Bonaventure University's online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism trains students to tell stories in an increasingly digital environment. Aspiring NFL reporters and broadcasters learn how to podcast, tell stories on social media, and identify future opportunities for audience growth. These lessons can be completed around your schedule thanks to a 100% online format. SBU, in fact, is the official education partner of the Buffalo Bills and has an extensive alumni network, including yours truly. U.S. News & World Report further confirms their academic excellence by placing SBU 20th in its ranking of regional universities in the North region. Learn more about how St. Bonaventure can open doors to sports reporting careers at sbujournalism.com. That's sbujournalism.com. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Are you Looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Bet Online, they're our partners, and it continues to be the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events from the MMA, UFC to the college basketball and pro hoop scene and the upcoming baseball season and golf. It really is the one place to go where you'll always find latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. All you have to do is head on over to the website today, betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. Or use your mobile device to join and receive 50% welcome bonus uh, with your first deposit. That's 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code, though. It's BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Go over to the website now at betonline.ag or pick up your mobile device and get started with BetOnline where the game starts. Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by the Vince Aguera Consulting Group, Jam and Beats, Bowers and Company CPAs, and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Brian has every single possible plan you can imagine. And you know what? He has clients all over the country. So go with Brian today. LinkedIn, Facebook, and of course, advisors.massmutual.com. Brian Conboy, the official financial advisor of the ML Sports Platter. And a huge tip of the cap thank you as well to Rosie's Corner, Camillus Golf Club, and Ken's Auto Detailing. Can't wait to talk some Yankee baseball. We aren't that far away right now in terms of the season, spring training, and all that stuff getting started. He is the host of the Short Porch Podcast on Barstool Sports. He's a Syracuse graduate, tremendous personality, tremendous media guy at Barstool Sports, at Short underscore Porch. Go follow both. Go get him on all the platforms. It is Eric Hubs 
and uh, he just does an amazing job. Love listening to those guys. They keep it real, talking Yankee baseball. Hubs, what's up, buddy? What's happening, my man? Well, uh, other than, you know, uh, at least where I'm sitting, you know, Jim Beheim going off and doing his thing, we got baseball coming up, man. And I know that you guys on the short porch are as frustrated as I am as Yankee fans. We got to get to the World Series. Give me a reason why they make it this year and a reason why they don't. You had to start with Beheim. <laughs> get the blood boiling. <laughs> That's, that was my I'm point. Sick of that old yeah. man. Yeah. Um, as, um, why, a reason they won't, I mean, Rodon is a great ad, and yeah. he really um, allows the whole rotation to kind of take a breather, Cole included. Like, even there's a, there are times, definitely post Spider Attack, where Rodon is a better pitcher than Garrett Cole. And that's a very good thing because Garrett Cole is still a really good pitcher, as yeah. you saw in the postseason. Yeah. Uh, and it also allows Nestor and Severino to take a breather. He does a whole lot. If he could stay healthy, and I really hope he does because <laughs> they just gave him all this money, uh, that is a big ad. Now, the problem was, the problem is with that, and this is the reason they won't, is because he doesn't hit and they didn't add any pitting to the lineup. <laughs> they brought back Aaron Judge, which you had to do. Thank God they did. Um, but you let Ben Intendi walk. You have Aaron Hicks right now as your left fielder oh. with uh, with Cabrera, and who knows how that turns out. Maybe they do add a guy from now until opening day, but as of now, that's how we're doing it. Uh, and that's concerning. I mean, the, the lineup is pretty much the same thing, and the lineup is what dooms them. Uh, you know, you, you're banking on rookies, which I like. I like Volpe. I like Peraza. Uh, maybe Wells gets into into the action later on. But, like, you're banking on rookies to really turn the tides here, along with you're really banking on DJ LeMahieu, uh to have his foot ready to go, which all reports seem good now. But it's it's February 7th. You know, a lot can change. You get, if the last two seasons, DJ hasn't made it the full season. So you're banking on a whole lot of in-house stuff to go your way rather than bringing in reinforcements. Yeah, and I feel like they have three categories of players. They have guys who always get hurt. You can label Aaron Hicks into that group, John Carlos Stanton into that group. Uh, you have a boomer bust group, which is Glaber and Stanton again. You and then you have another, you know, LeMayhew now recently hurt too. You could you could throw him in the category. I don't care. And then you have a third category where I sit, where it's like you have your your core guys who you really can count on, but you just don't get an over-the-top with them outside of Judge. So you get Rizzo, you get splashes maybe with Bader. Obviously, Aaron Judge is the best player on the team. But those are the guys, to me, they don't have that other than Judge. They don't have another wow guy, a guy who can dominate in the postseason, get huge, you know, huge at-bats, two-out hits. How much, and I'm, I'm, I know you guys have talked about this a lot, how much do you think not getting either Machado or Harper hurts them now in this lineup? Do you think that they're that they're suffering from not getting one of those guys right now? I wanted Harper more than anybody. I wanted Machado. Well, yeah, I wanted them to at least sit down with Harper. They wouldn't even do that. Like Harper has said that. He's like, I would have loved to talk with them. Right. They just didn't talk with me. That's inexcusable. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Machado, I, I, I thought – Machado was a done deal. One of those trade deadlines. Like I thought he, and I think there were rumors and, and reports that there was something in place and it just didn't get done. Um, yeah, I would have loved Machado. And who knows, maybe they entertain that this coming off this, the next off season because he'll probably opt out with the Padres and who knows, you know, where a third base situation is going to be like, but I think their hope and it's, you know, it's, it's us, you know, reading into it, uh, reading into it, how they want us to is that Volpe becomes that guy. Because Volpe is the best in-house prospect they've had in so many years. 
um, and they didn't trade him, and they didn't sign any shortstops. You know, be, you know, they keep telling us because of Volpe. It's really because they didn't want to spend um, and maybe save the money for Judge. But you know, Volpe has all the tools, you know, all the pedigree to to be this guy. It's a ton of pressure for a kid to have. It's so unfair, but like he seems to be the kind of kid that can handle it um, and, and, and become a perennial all-star Peraza as well um, has all the tools to be really, really, really good. Would you like a veteran to also be there? You know, to, to, to take pressure off those guys for sure. Um, and yeah, and they are missing that, that type of guy. DJ LeMay, who can be that guy, as we saw in this first few years of the Yankees, but I don't know if he can go back to that. He might be a little bit of a shell of himself, which is concerning. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you're, you're nail on the head. I mean, you would have loved to have one of those other guys here. Now, the question bearing, like, if one of those other guys are here, do they pay Aaron Judge? And that's the butterfly effect. You never know. Um, so, I mean, thank God they have Aaron Judge back. That, that, let's just say that. But we really need these kids to be stars very quickly, similar to how like Jeremy Pena broke out with the Astros. Like, we need that to happen with us. Okay, the American League. When you look at it, to me, it's Houston and the Yankees and everybody else. Toronto is still young. I know they had a really good offseason. They added some pitching there with Bassett and company. The The rest of the division, the Red Sox look like they're going to be horrible. Tampa Bay is going to be kind of like last year. Maybe they can get a wild card, but they're not sustainable. Baltimore's an up-and-coming dangerous team, but can they arrive? The Guardians, they can win a division, but they can't get to the World Series. White Sox, eh, not a lot there. 500 last year. The rest of the division, terrible. Uh, Mariners, okay, they can make the playoffs, but same type deal. And then the rest of the division, no thanks. We know what the Angels always do, uh, and I'm not sold on any of the Rangers signings. I think DeGrom will get hurt again, and it'll just be the same story there. It's an Astros-Yankee world. How important do you think the AL playoff home field advantage is for the Yankees, considering that last year they got swept, lost a couple games in the Bronx. These two teams, maybe it doesn't matter as much to Houston because they're better either way. This version of the Yankees, how they're doing going into this year, is it more important than other years to get home field, Eric? Yeah, I don't I don't think it matters as much to Houston as it matters as much to the Yankees. Because Houston has proven year in, year out, they yeah. can come into our house and beat us. But that being said, if the Yankees are, you know, at full strength here and they have home field, I like our chances. Now, I mean, they're still <laughs> our boogeymen and until we beat them, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna be that. Yeah. Uh but for us, I think it matters. I, I was screaming it all year long, and you know, that, and, and it blew away in the second half, big time. They, you know, they they beat us by what seven games or something like that for for the one. Um, you need it. You need home field. You need the Bronx to be rocking. Um, you need to have your horses aligned perfectly against them. I mean, everything has to go right, you know, to beat them. And hey, maybe it's Justin Verlander moving on. Maybe, you know, maybe, but but they got you know more guys coming up here. So. Uh, was it Hunter Brown? I think his name is, or something. They're 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 loaded. They they are a well-oiled machine. Um, they don't stop coming. Uh, but you need home field. Uh, I think that's so important. I was screaming it all year last year. Hopefully, they get it done this year. Eric Hubs, our guest at Barstool Hubs on Twitter. Go get him. Uh, the host of the Short Porch Podcast. Download and subscribe. You know, Barstool really is amazing. I mean. When you think about what uh, that platform has done and, and how everybody's kind of been chasing Barstool and, and you guys are a part of it, um, you know, just adding all these amazing podcasts after, <clears throat> you know, pardon my take, you guys, and they've got spitting chiclets. I'm addicted to both of them. Um, do you ever kind of wake up in the morning and go, damn, I- I'm a part of something really cool here? 
Yeah, no question. Um, I, like every day, I don't feel like I belong with these people because they're so talented and funny and, and, and really, really, really good at their job. But it's nice to wake up every morning and not dread going to work and be happy to do what you do. I'll say that. I know you guys are, are Yankee guys, but, but man, I know you love your Rangers and holy hell, I, I think they're a Stanley Cup contender, man. You got to be pumped up about the blue shirts here. Yeah, this is typically when I start paying attention. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I, I caught the game last night, so that was cool. That was a good win. Um, I'm not the biggest hockey guy in the world, but I usually, you know, when the uh, calendar turns to March, you know, February, March, that's when I really pay attention. I'm much more of a Knicks guy. I like to be more miserable. Hmm. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, they're at least a playoff team at the moment. But, yeah, the Rangers are hot, and uh, they got some good players, so I'm, I'm up for the garden of rocking for the playoffs. Yeah, I hate the NBA. I don't even pay attention. Um, yeah, I got a couple real, real quick ones, maybe in like two minutes here. Uh, the bullpen for the Yankees. Best part, worst part, something in between. I mean, are you confident here? Because we know that the bullpen stayed healthy and it was, you know, for the most part till King went down last year. But that a lot of that had to do with the starting pitching, you know, going deeper into games. They had asked coaches and Boone and all the rest to, you know, hey, we, we can go deeper. Then they became shorter, and then the bullpen suffered, and then we know that they get taxed in the end. Are you confident in this bullpen? Yeah, a lot to be, a lot to like out of the bullpen. I'll be much more uh, optimistic about the bullpen for a few reasons. One, Aroldis Chapman no longer oh, part of our lives. Um, you know, Aaron Boone doesn't have to go to him because he felt like he was obligated to go to him so many times. They finally just—he's just no longer on the roster, so you cannot use him. Um, so that's great. Um, Johnny, Lo- Johnny uh, Loisaga had a fantastic year. Build off of that, become an absolute star, you know, an all-star, all that. Michael King didn't have Tommy John. Fantastic news. He's back. Um, he was, like you said, such a weapon. I really think the season started to derail the moment he went down, whether it was an emotional letdown mm-hmm. or just, you know, like, the, you know, Clay Holmes got so much put on him that he kind of faltered as well. Um, and then injuries started to happen, uh, you know, surrounding him. Uh, it really, really, like he was so, so good in that first half, whether, you know, it was how many innings you need him to go to, you know, like what in you could use him in any inning you wanted. He just figured it all out. I really hope the injury doesn't set him back and he's able to kind of just get right back on the horse. And the last good news, uh, Tommy Canley's back in our lives and that man is just the best. Uh, I absolutely love him when he's rolling. His changeup is disgusting. I can't imagine like him and Marinaccio talking about their changeups together. That'll be fun. Um, I love Tommy Canley and, and like, you know, just a clubhouse guy that you want on your team. Um, you know, as, as you get going through the season, he's just the best. So I'm so pumped that he's back in our lives. Uh, the negative would be, there's a question mark probably with Clay Holmes and whether he can be a closer. Um, you know, you kind of saw in the second half, it, it wasn't pretty, you know, there, in the first half, it was like, who was happening? Like we, we, we thought we were watching Mariano Rivera pitch again. And, um, you know, maybe he can come back to that with, you know, with, with King back, like I said. Um, but there's definitely a question mark of who is the closer. And you know what, honestly, though, maybe in the 2023 you know, and moving on here, like the closer role gets a little less important. And it's, you know, it's more just having a bunch of really, really good pitchers who, you know, Michael King can close one day. Loisica can close one day. Camley can close one day. You know, so maybe it's, it's not as important as I'm making it out to be. But that worries me a little bit that, like, I don't know if Clay Holmes is actually the closer. All right. You covered my second question in, in that answer, so I'm going to let you fly. It's so good to catch up with you. Eric Hubs at Barstool Hubs, the host of the Short Porch Podcast. It's must listen. Go get him on Twitter. Go download the show. 
and uh, catch all the other Barstool platforms. Eric, I'm at the Dome in a few days. I'll sell, say hello to Jim Beheim for you, okay? Oh, God bless your soul. He, he won't even look. He, he won't even look at me. I'll get back there until he's gone. I he, don't think I'm going to do it. He won't even look at me. Whenever he comes around, if he's ever around the ESPN set or whatever, and I'm doing stats and I say hi to him and I'm still friendly, even though we've had a very odd relationship through the years, and obviously that's because of him. I, I haven't done anything to create tension. I, I've I've asked good questions. Oh, oh no. Um, and then I stopped asking questions, but we're at the point with our relationship, he didn't even look at me, or even if he looks up, he'll frown down on me. That, that, that's where we're at. So, yeah, I don't think I make it back there until he's gone, unfortunately. So that could be 10 years from now. All right. Well, yeah. Well, when you are here, uh, lunch on me, my man, keep up the great work. Okay. Be good. Sounds good, man. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.